everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you are back with me today. I am back with my new friend, Dr. Jeff Myers, and I am so encouraged by the conversation that we've had already this week. If you missed Monday's episode and yesterday's episode, go back and listen to those. We talked a lot about setting that that foundation for our kids, um, how to raise our kids to love Jesus, how to raise them to follow Jesus. Um, you know, so much more than just believing in God. I hear that so often. You know, I believe in God. Okay, well, even the demons believed. Satan believes in God. Believing in God is nothing special. It's knowing God personally and following Him and striving to live your life on purpose. And we we, we talked about that. We talked about how we can give our kids a sense of purpose and raise them up to do that. And so today we're going to talk about leadership and how to raise our kids to become leaders. Before we do, though, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Check them out, bjupresshomeschool.com. They will equip you for a successful homeschool journey. They are absolutely amazing, and they have truly crafted their curriculum to give you the tools that you need that are rooted in the solid biblical foundation that you're wanting for your kids. Check them out, bjupresshomeschool.com. They've got every subject, every grade, and I'm certain they will have something for you if you're looking for a curriculum, maybe for next year. We're getting towards the end of this year. So if you're looking for something for next year and those wheels are turning, check them out, bjupresshomeschool.com. Well, uh, Dr. Jeff, welcome back. I'm so glad to have you back with me today. And I wanna talk today about how to equip our kids to be leaders. Like how can we raise them up to truly shape this culture that we, I, I feel like TikTok and Instagram and all these nonsense social medias, I feel like they are shaping our kids. How do we turn that tide and raise our kids to be leaders so that they will shape? And, and, and let me just say on that note, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things can be used for God's glory. YouTube, I mean, many of you are watching this on YouTube we can use these things for God's glory. We can use them to point people to Him. How do we teach our kids to do that in this world? Well, I, let me share with you how I train young leaders at Summit Ministries. So I've been doing this for quite a long time. I've been the president of Summit Ministries. This is going on my 13th year. Wow. But I've been involved with the program for many, many more years than that as an instructor. And we found that students will go out from here and embrace leadership, as, as you phrased it, that they become people who want to shape the world toward what is good, toward blessing and flourishing, rather than be shaped by it. One of the biggest problems with social media is that it can, if it's uncontrolled, lead to what psychologists call co-rumination, that where you just... The, the loudest voice of the person who has is having the toughest time ends up becoming the one that everybody pays attention to, mm -hmm. right? So this is like, I have a friend who's a counselor. He said, this is the hard thing with, like if they have group therapy with young addicts, the, the person who is, has the worst addictions ends up becoming the role model for everybody else in the group because they feel sorry for them at first, then they begin to become comfortable with them, then they begin to diminish the significance of what that person is doing, and then ultimately, uh, the, that's bad, and then ultimately they identify with them. That happens all the time in the culture, and it is very cult-like. It is a form of mind control in which kids lose their authentic selves. What kinds of kids avoid that? That's my big question. 
What kinds of kids avoid that? And it's usually ones who have a clear sense of purpose. They've, they've got some place they're going to go. They realize, you know, I don't have to sit around and um, smoke weed and play video games and waste my entire weekend. That I, because I, I have a reason to live. I've got things that I'm doing that are bringing blessing and flourishing, and they feel very satisfying to me. Yeah. Right. So you, they're pursuing what is good, not just trying to avoid what is bad. All right. So here are the four characteristics that I've observed, and this is true all the way to the most famous leaders I've ever studied. Number one is strategic vision. They learn to see the world as God sees it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're asking very different questions. The world is asking, how am I the center of reality and how can I expand my influence? Because if I'm the center of my reality, then I can only see so much and do so much. So I have to be bigger and bigger and bigger and make myself seem bigger than I really am, right? In order to, in order to do that. But if you take on God's perspective, you can think completely differently about it. Your questions change. Your everyday questions are not, how can I assert myself? Your questions are, God, what do you see mm-hmm. that you want me to see? How do I line myself up with your perspective? That's one of the reasons it's so important to study scripture regularly, because God gives yeah. us his perspective. And if we soak in it, we almost automatically begin to see things the way he sees them. And then I'm asking with every person I meet, every situation I'm in, God, what do you see in this situation? God, what do you hear that I need to hear? Where is your attention directed that I need to go? That's what I mean by strategic vision. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is strategic mission. I use the word strategic about vision because some people think, oh yeah, visions. I, I've had visions and dreams. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about intentionally asking yeah. God, show me how to see the world. By yeah. the way, that's the act of prayer. That's what, yeah. that's ultimately what prayer is. God, show me what you see. Yeah. And then, so then mission, strategic mission is learning to see yourself. When you see what God sees, where are you? Okay, now you can locate yourself, not just by looking around, but by seeing yourself from God's perspective. Yeah. You know that you and everybody around you, you're all miracles that we live in a world of miracles. We know that God has specifically gifted us and designed us. We know from Psalm 139 that our lives are intentional from even before the time we were born, all of our days that we will live. So we know those kinds of things, but what does that actually look like? And there are a couple of things that I keep going back to with my students. The first one is understanding your strengths, what it is that God made you to be. Um, what are the things that return energy to you and make you feel more alive? What are those times in your life where you accomplished something that gave you a great sense of satisfaction? What happened in that situation? So that's focusing on your strengths. The second one is synergy. You, as soon as you realize you have strengths, you realize you also have weaknesses. <laughs> so if you have strengths, you have weaknesses, then what's the goal? Is the goal of your life to set your strengths on a shelf and try to take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths? That's how the ancient Greeks thought of it. They thought that you could create the perfect person who's perfectly beautiful, perfectly strong, perfectly virtuous in every way. Now, the biblical perspective is it's a body. You're not ever going to be that. You're not designed to be that. You're not a God. You're an image bearer of God. And along with other people, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, it's a body. So, I need to work on my strengths, the things that God gave me that he wants me to be a good steward of, and then find other people whose strengths complement my strengths. Yeah. Now, if I could turn my camera around, you'd see 
Uh, first of all, you'd see awesome mountains in the background with snow on them. But in, then you would see I've got all these papers in front of my desk. And one of them I have here on purpose because I, I have lots of employees at Summit Ministries. And there, through the course of a year, there are hundreds that I will, that I will work with full-time or seasonal. And what, there's, you know, there are a couple of people I put in leadership. They do a great job. And I just have a very hard time getting along with them. Just being real honest, you know, just sure. like, we just see yeah. the world so differently and it's, it, it can be abrasive. So we did some little uh, uh, strengths tests and I have one posted up here that my assistant gave to me of somebody who I've always seemed, I really like working with him, but at the same time we get on each other's nerves. And I look at this chart and I realized we have literally been given by God the exact opposite gifts. Mm. The things that light me up are the things that he finds very hard and frustrating. The things that I find very hard and frustrating are the things that light him up. Yeah. I keep that little picture right there in front of me as a constant reminder that God is creating a community of people here. He yeah. didn't give me these employees to make my company successful. He gave me the stewardship of this company to help all of these people become successful. They're the ones who are going, whose souls will live on now yeah. forever. Yeah. So strategic vision, strategic mission. Third one is strategic motivation. How do you stay strong when, when the going gets tough? This is all about developing resilience. In order to develop resilience, you have to develop resistance. If you go to the gym and say, you know, I want to be, I want to be really buff like the people in those pictures. Uh, so give me the lightest possible weights and the fewest possible repetitions. Right. <laughs> it's not going to work out. <laughs> you know, the coach is going to say, yeah, sorry, this is not the gym for you because you totally misunderstand the point. Our point is to give you as much resistance as we can, mm -hmm. not to the point of injury, but to absolutely to the point of real strain Yeah. because that will develop the resilience that you need. And then finally, strategic planning, which is just learning how to set set out some goals and begin pursuing them. Scripture calls it counting the cost. Yeah. So those four things, if somebody's got those four things, it's not that they don't ever succumb to temptation. Yeah. Uh, we all do. But it is that they are much more likely to resist because their goal is not to resist. They are just pursuing God yeah. and his plan for them with all of their heart, whether it's starting a business or a ministry or working in agriculture. I mean, I have students literally working from the top levels of Washington, D.C. to you know, the farm fields of the Midwest. Yeah. And they all can grasp this and figure out how to be an influencer in their community just by doing the things we've discussed. Yeah. I love that the idea of the body of Christ, you know, the analogy of the body of Christ, because it's really what we all are, right? We all have different strengths and different weaknesses. And it's so cool to see how God has gifted us all in different ways but we all work. It, it's like he's choreographed the dance of humanity to be able to accomplish his will. And he doesn't need us to do that, but he uses us to do that when we're willing to say yes, and we're willing to obey, and we're willing to do the things that he's called us to do. And it is it is such a privilege and an honor, and it is also really, really hard. You know, we had a time <laughs> through when when we were making the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, which by the way, for those who have not yet seen it, you can stream it for free through our website, schoolhouserocked.com. But when we were in the process of making the movie, do you remember, um, oh my goodness, I can't, I'm totally blanking on the name of the movie. Um, it's a Kendrick Brothers movie, a uh, football one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. What was uh -huh. Facing, was it Facing, facing the, the Giants? Chi 
Yeah, facing, facing the, giants. the giants. Yeah, and there's yeah, people this... are gonna be listening. They're like these people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're trying this... to think about a lot of things here. Right. Okay, I know people? so many so many words, so many names. <laughs> uh, but there's this one scene in the movie where the football player is on his hands and knees, and he's doing. I think they call it the death crawl, where he's got another football player on his back. And he's having to crawl across the field. And Alex Kendrick is the coach in the movie and he's on the ground and he's just telling him, just keep going, just keep going. And by the time he gets, you know, almost to the end of the field, he's, this guy is just like, he feels like he's going to die. And Alex Kendrick's like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. One more step, one more step. And there have been times in my life where I have felt like that. And when we were making the movie, we had many times like that, Mm -hmm. where I just was like, nope, can't do it. I can't take one more step. This is just too hard. And the Lord just kept saying, just keep going, just keep going. I've got you, just keep going. And it's incredible to see how he, in the end, like everything just unfolds um, in the most beautiful way that we could never have seen before. And he, you know, in the movie, he takes the blindfold off the kid and he's like at the, you know, all the way across the field. And he's like, what? I got this far. And so anyway, it's, it really is a beautiful picture of our life in service to the Lord and learning to be leaders so that the Lord will use us and saying yes, you know, just that willingness to say, yes, Lord, I will serve you. I will do what you've asked me to do, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, I will follow you. So anyway, more to talk about, but we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Are you looking for a homeschool curriculum that goes beyond textbooks and truly engages your children in the joy of learning? Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written by homeschool parents to specifically meet your needs and captivate your students with hands-on activities and experiments that make learning unforgettable. With an easy-to-follow, open-and-go format, Apologia takes the stress out of planning and provides a simple roadmap that can easily be tailored to your family's needs. Explore live classes or self-paced courses designed to accommodate every student's unique learning style. Elevate your child's education, spark their curiosity, and nurture a lifelong love for learning with Apologia. Discover Apologia today at Apologia.com. We are back with Dr. Jeff Myers. Um, In the last few minutes that we have, I want to talk about uh, Summit Ministries. We've talked about the student conference already and what you do there Talk about your, I want to talk about the gap year program as well. But before we do that, talk about your curriculum, because we get asked all the time, people are always asking us, you know, what kind of curriculum do you recommend? We actually do whole podcast episodes on it. What kind of curriculum do you recommend for this t- subject and that subject? And um, and so talk about what curriculum you have for homeschool families that we can utilize. Well, Yvette, we don't have a, a, whole, a curriculum in the sense that some publishing companies do, including your your sponsor for your show. But the, in other words, we don't have spelling and math and all of that. Our sure. focus is on what I guess in a Christian school they just used to call Bible class. Yeah. Maybe they call it worldview class now. I'm, um, we're having a little bit of an influence there. But the idea is we want our children to understand God's truth 
And then we want them to develop a biblical worldview that applies that truth to everything else. So we've developed curriculum. We initially did this for Christian schools and then found that homeschool co-ops were adopting the courses as well, and then individual families. So it it, uh, starts with kindergarten, goes through grade 12. The kindergarten grades one, two, three, four, five uh, focus on uh, on building Bible knowledge. So if you if you stay with us through that whole time, you'll go through all of Scripture. Wow! You study all of Scripture. Second thing is you will learn uh, twenty core character qualities to live out what a biblical worldview says, and they spiral. So you're learning them over and over again throughout the years. And then the third thing is a biblical worldview of things like, who am I? Who is God? Why are we here? What are we supposed to do in the world? And then you move into the middle school, which is where we start introducing what a sort of the biblical worldview conflicts. What are the big questions that people have? And how does the Bible provide answers to those questions? And then by the time the students get to high school, they start studying the textbooks, understanding the faith, understanding the times, understanding the culture. And these are, they're almost college level texts. I wrote them at an 11th grade level. Only later did I find out that most Christian books are published at a fifth grade level. Did you know that? Books for adults are published at a fifth grade level. (laughs) It's not because people are dumb. It's just because they don't have a lot of attention to pay. Sure. And so if they're reading a book, they're kind of thinking about other things at the same time. So these are, these texts focus on what is a biblical worldview. Why would we say God has authority? Why should we say the Bible has authority in our lives? It's one thing to say it's true. It's another thing to say it should guide us. Mm-hmm. Then what is the Bible? What is the overall our overall narrative of Scripture? How do we have confidence that what the Bible says about God is true? How do we have confidence that the Bible itself is true? And then it just starts answering questions like, well, what about people who have never heard? What about hell? What about And isn't it intolerant to say that we know the truth? Those kinds of questions that people have about the Bible. Mm. Then understand the times is the conflict between worldviews. So we teach students to look at the biblical worldview versus five counterfeit worldviews and to look at them in theology, philosophy, ethics, biology, psychology, sociology, law, politics, economics, and history. Wow. And you realize along the way, only the biblical worldview even comes close to representing reality as it actually is. Yeah. And then finally, the final course is understanding the culture. If a biblical worldview is true, what does that look like in things like technology, entertainment, sexuality, marriage, life, the use of force, justice, politics, all of those kinds of things that people worry about these days? So when you say that you take kids through all of Scripture, do you take them literally Genesis through Revelation? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. What yeah. what I love as, as about that as little kids, as yeah. little children. So we don't so ever cool. underestimate them. Yeah. We don't try to overwhelm them, but you, you we believe that children can understand much more mm-hmm. than most um Sunday school courses as an example give them credit for. Yeah. Well, most adults haven't been through all of scripture, Genesis through Revelation. So what a beautiful opportunity for homeschool parents to take their kids through it, but in the process, take yourself through it. And everything that we've talked about this week, I feel like it all pertains to us as adults as well, because you know what? We're all influenced by the culture 
just like our kids are. It's not like we've got it all figured out and our kids are suffering and confused. So are we. So Mm -hmm. are most adults today. We don't have any idea who we are, what we're supposed to be doing with this life, what God's asked of us, or who God even is in many cases. And so how amazing to be able to take parents and their children through all of Scripture. And what I love so much about that is so many churches today, and we we don't talk a ton about church on this podcast because it's a homeschooling podcast, but one of the, the problems that I see in church today is that there's so many churches that teach topically, and they don't just exposit Scripture itself. Mm. Once in a while, a topical teaching is okay, but I strongly believe that if your pastor is not opening up the Bible and teaching through a book of the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and truly expositing the Old Testament, the New Testament, how it all works together. How do we see Jesus in the Old Testament? How do we see the Old Testament incorporated into the New Testament? And and what is this amazing story that God has written? We're missing so much of the blessing of God's Word. And so I love that you take, take these kids all the way through Scripture so that they can have a whole understanding of God, not just little bits and pieces of God and his character. Yeah, that's right. Well, we we try to help them understand as we we dig down into the little pieces, but then we always come back up to the surface. Where are we actually here? Yeah. Because we we try to show that this is a, a narrative of all of life, yeah. creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Yeah. And that when you understand that you realize history's going somewhere. Yeah. And it's going there on purpose. Yeah. This is a big narrative that God is telling and our life story is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amen. I love that. All right. Well, we are out of time. I would love to continue talking. I would love to have you come back another time because there's so much more we could talk about. Uh, but thank you so much, Dr. Jeff, for being with us this week. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you and we're excited about what you're doing at Summit Ministries and um, and so thankful to Look forward to our daughter going to a student conference this summer. Yeah, thank you, Vet. And, and anybody, if you're watching or listening, then we should be friends. Go to summit.org and you can see how to stay in touch with us with the resources we have and also the programs and the curriculum that we've been discussing. Yep, and we will put all those links in the show notes. And again, if you want to sign your child up for, and it's 16 to 22 years old, right? For student conferences, if you want to sign them up and send them this summer to a student conference, use the code SCHOOLHOUSE24 to get $200 off and register before March 31st and get an additional $200 off. So you get $400 off if you do that before March 31st and uh, send your kids. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Thank you guys for being with us this week. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you back here next week. Bye. As parents, our greatest hope is that our kids will grow up to be followers of Jesus Christ and live out God's call on their lives. But you also know the world makes it challenging to follow Christ faithfully. That's why I'm so excited about Summit Ministries. Their student conferences give teens and young adults reasons to trust the biblical foundation you've laid for them. Our oldest daughter, Brooklyn, is super excited to go this summer. And if you have a child ages 16 to 22, they can attend a Summit Ministries student conference this summer as well. Get a $200 discount on their in-person conference by using code SCHOOLHOUSE24 at checkout and receive an additional $200 off with their early bird discount when you register by March 31st. Visit summit.org schoolhouse to learn more. That's summit.org slash schoolhouse.
When it comes to the weird and gross things, uh, there's a couple of things going on. Boys love to press parameters. And just even if it's just for themselves, but sometimes it's a social parameter as well. It's just in their nature to do that because that's how they're wired. You know, as they become adults, they have up to 2000% more testosterone than women. So they love to, to test the parameters. That's one of the reasons they do the weird and gross things that they do. They're very impulsive as well. And that's mm-hmm. another way that they're wired. So moms can um, respect their, their nature as a boy, but also slowly teach them to read the room, <laughs> teach them what's appropriate and what isn't, but do it in a respectful way. Understand that they're not doing it just to drive you crazy. 